How many men do we have here in the house? If you missed uh, yesterday's morning service, I called it, it was a breakfast meeting, you missed a lot. I mean, it was wonderful. I kept wanting to say meeting, but I kept going service because it was like a service. And uh, it, was, it was really wonderful. God really moved among us. And I want to thank God for the men that we have in our church. Uh, amen. Amen. They are, they are true servants of the Lord. And they are committing themselves to serve. And one of the things the leader told me is we want to help the single women in our church. If they have problems, we want to be there. I think my wife likes that. <laughs> but she's not single. <laughs> Except that there are certain things in the house that I cannot do, you know. <laughs> I just can't do these things. <laughs> she gets frustrated and says, I wasn't raised doing this kind of stuff, okay? I was raised in Africa, okay? <laughs> A good excuse. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I want to continue the message on uh, God's unyielding love. That's the third one. God's unyielding love. <laughs> God's love never gives up. He doesn't know how to quit. And you really can't tell him to quit. He doesn't listen. He's coming after you with his love. Loves you dearly no matter what you've done. That love is relentless. He comes after you. Even after you've done something wrong, really bad, he's right there. Satan is also around to make you feel really, really bad, condemned. But God says, just let me get closer. He will take care of this problem. Not you. We will take care of this problem. That's how much God, God loves. He came down from heaven to give us life. God is love. So love came from heaven. Love became a man. Love came to dwell with us. That's an amazing thing. You can't have love there dwelling with you and you still hate. God came and the scripture says God is love. God came to us. Love came to us to change things in our lives, to make us blessed. That's what love is. Everyone who has accepted Christ, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ as Lord, you have experienced. The relentless love of God. You have. You have. This is the love that transforms a man. He turns the, a man that the people of the world will consider a wicked man to a living saint. And then I said living saint. You know, we love to always pray for saints that are dead. No. God wants a living saint. God's love can transform any man. And God doesn't quit. Doesn't matter how often you've wronged him. He's still there for you. Trying to do the best for you. To make things good in your life. 
the greatest force on earth is faith. The greatest force on earth is faith. And the Bible tells us about the power of faith and what faith can do. Such a power, I mean, I'm talking about faith in God can change anything. It's the most powerful force on earth. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 20, 32, he says, And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, also of David and of Samuel. And the prophets, look at what they did through faith. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Through faith in God, they subdued kingdoms. We're not talking about cities, not towns. They subdued kingdoms through faith. Faith in God. They subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness. You know why God's telling us that? You can do it today, even in our time. Through faith in God, you can do it. That's why God's telling us in the New Testament, reminding us of what people have done through faith in the past. They walked righteousness. That means you can be righteous. You can live a righteous life. Faith can free you from the power of sin and make you actually hate sin. Faith can free you from any addiction. No matter how long that addiction has been in your life, we're talking about God. He can change you and transform your life. Faith in God will change you totally. I felt it when God changed my life. He transformed me. I mean, it wasn't over time. There were certain things he had to do later. But, but, but the, first thing, the first few days, everything was gone. All the wicked stuff that I love, I hated them. God can do it in one day. They walked righteousness, obtained promises. When God says, I will be good to you, you may not feel it. But through faith, they obtained that promise. God told Abraham, you have a son at 100 years old. He, through faith in God, he obtained it. Why is God telling us that? You can do the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God loves you just like He loved Abraham. The same love. The same love. There's only thing, one thing different. Abraham believed Him. You don't. No, you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You do. They walked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouth of lions. You remember Daniel? Yes. Quench the violence of fire. You remember Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Oh, yes. They quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of sword. David and his friends. Amen. I mean, 600 men. They always go out fighting war after war. And no one was killed. Not a single one of them. Through faith. Through faith. Out of weakness were made strong. You remember Samson? And I know what people think about Samson, you know. Uh, where's the secret of your power? Samson does this with his big bicep. You see this bicep? Yeah. That's the secret. No, he looked just like everybody else. 
that when faith in God and the circumstances come for him, all of a sudden, he said, wow, what transformed this fellow? He looked exactly the same and he was doing crazy stuff. And they wanted to know, how is he, good? How is he able to do this? This skinny guy. How is he able to do this? I know you have the Hollywood version, okay, of Samson. That's wrong. That's not the way it is, really. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Became violent in battle. Valiant in battle. Turned to fly the armies of the wicked. But all of this, all of this that faith can do. Galatians 5 verse 6 tells us very clearly, faith works through love. Love is the channel of this great power of God in your life. Love. The love of God. And so love came to dwell in us so we can have power. The word brings faith in you. And as you love, your love is the channel through which God works. Have you read in the scriptures whenever Jesus went into a place and the Bible says he looked at the people and had compassion on them. He felt the love. Guess what? When he feels it, everybody's going to be healed. Everybody. When that love gets a hold of him and he feels that compassion for his loved ones, it didn't matter what you got. You're going home well. He heals everyone. He's that power of love. That power of love from God. That's what the Bible tells us. First Corinthians chapter 13. He says, even if I have love so that I can, I mean I have faith so that I can move mountains. You, have a, you heard about that? And I have no love I am nothing. Nothing. Love. The love of God. God wants that in us. I'm going to share with you how powerful love is. In uh, Songs of Songs, Songs of Solomon, uh, chapter 8, verse 6, he says there, Set me as a seal upon your heart. As a seal upon your heart. For love is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death. But let me tell you something. The love of Jesus is stronger than death. If you have the love of God, the love, that relentless love of God in your heart, you have overcome death. It's stronger than death. If you allow the love of Jesus into your dying marriage, guess what? He comes alive. If you allow the love of God to come into your finances that's dying, your business that's dying, whatever is dying in your life, whatever you are frustrated with in life, if you will allow the love of God to come into it, and God will show you. That thing will come alive. I don't, I don't care how dead it's been. It will come alive. Because love is as strong, and the love of Jesus is stronger than death. 
<laughs> you see, death is always forever, okay? <laughs> and the love of God is forever. Now abides faith, hope, and love, right? But the greatest of them all is what? Yeah, love is greater than faith. Love is greater than hope. You know why? Love is God. I put it the other way. God is love. Love is God. So when you allow that love, now let me tell you this. God wants that love in your heart. That's, about, that's all about Christianity. You can't be the light of the world without God's love in your heart. Notice, God didn't say, he said, you are the light of the world. Not the light of Houston. That's just a little part of the world. The whole world. That's not the little, that's not the, uh, this little light of mine, okay? Uh, no, that's the light of the world. And he means what he said. You are the light of the world. And guess where that light comes from? Love. Love. Love can change anything. You can love a child that has been set aside on love and you put everything in that love and you watch that child blossom and come back alive. Love. The love of Christ. The love of God. Especially when you allow God's love to flow through you relentless. You're putting it on a man, not changing, continue no matter what they do. They'll change. They'll change. Their husband will change. Amen. Love is so powerful. It's stronger than death. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 26, the very last verse. He says, and I I have declared to them your name. And will declare it. That the love with which you love me. He's talking to his father. This is prayer. The love with which you love me may be in them. And I in them. That's double dose, okay? The love Jesus was praying to his father. Do you really believe that? If he prayed to his father for you to have the same quality of love that the father has for Jesus, living inside of you, don't tell me you can't love. Hello, brothers and sisters, you can love. If you have Jesus in you, you can love. Because Along with Jesus came the love of the Father in you. And that love is relentless. The love is relentless. It doesn't waver. Based on what's going on around it. That love is relentless. And when you have that unyielding type of love from God, it changes everything. It changes everything. I'll put a little story here. Uh, uh, My mother... After I got saved, I preached to her. I think my first sermon was, repent or perish. <laughs> that, was, that, was the only, that was the only scripture I knew. 
And, and then afterwards, I knew a little bit, and, and I would preach at her. She had a little idol in some part of her room, and that really infuriated me. I didn't like it. My mother, you are uh, hidden, you know, that's the way I saw it. And I will preach at her, and I will show her scriptures. My mother was even present in the room where they had me chained, and God plucked the chains away. She saw it. She told the story. Mother, he, she didn't become a Christian. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And then I came to the United States, and I started hearing message, love, love. So I started, how can I love my mother? To show her because she knew I really hated that because she was a heathen. And she said to me, you serve your God and I'll serve my God. And that was really painful to hear. But then I, I figured we didn't, in those days we didn't have what they call Mother's Day. Okay, back home there. We didn't have Mother's Day. So I said, I'm going to use Mother's Day for my trick. I, 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 so I tricked her. I sent her a mail from here. Mother's Day. And she got the card. And then when I called her, she says, what do you mean? Why do you send me something Mother's Day? I said, hey, Mama, this is the day Americans, they all celebrate their mothers. And I was celebrating you in America. She said, you celebrating me? You celebrating me? Yeah. And then when I went back home, she knew I wouldn't live in our ungodly house. I was going to stay somewhere else. And so when I came, this, he said, good luck, what are you going to stay? I said, I'll stay with you. She looked at me. Really? I said, yeah. I'll stay with you, Mama. She said, uh, uh, I don't have air conditioner. You Americans, and I became American. You Americans always have air You want air conditioning. I said, Mama, don't worry. I'll put one in for myself. So you really stay with me? I said, yeah. And I stayed with her. I decided a preacher is not without honor saving his house. So I don't preach to Mama anymore. Just love on Mama. She's loving her. Anything she says, yes, mama, yes, mama. I'm your obedient son, you know. I'm not preaching at you anymore. I don't know it all, okay. And guess what? Before you knew, mama was going to church. Not my kind of church, you know. <laughs> but another kind of church. Mama was going to church. And I redo, this is how I end the story here. I, I play my guitar. I pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit. And they receive the Holy Spirit and they speak in tongues. My mom will wake up, she's in the other room. I wake up early, play my few chords that I knew and worship. And then, and then I'll sing to the Lord and pray in tongues. And others will come and say, Brother, good luck. Please help us receive the Holy Spirit. And I'll do it for them. And then they go to my mother. Oh, thank you. Your son helped me receive the Holy Spirit. And they'll tell her all about that. And then one morning, Mama came into my room. She sat down. What did I do wrong to you, my son? I think you really hate me. I said, Mama, now I figured I have blown all this love business I was trying to do. Mommy, it's not working. <laughs> Mommy says, you really hate me. I said, Mama, we were fine last night before we went to bed. What did I do wrong? She says, well, you see, I see all these people trooping into your room, and then you pray with them, and then they come out and they tell me that they have received the Holy Spirit, and now they can speak in tongues, and I am your mother, and you've never spoken to me, not one day. You haven't asked me if I want to receive the Holy Spirit, not one day. You must really hate me. I said, Mama, please. Uh, uh, no, I didn't know if you wanted it. 
and you go to that Methodist church, and, and they don't like it over there. She says, I, so I, know, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know you wanted it. Say, I want it. Please pray for me right now. Yes. That's how Mama received the Holy Spirit. And after that, everything she cursed me for doing, knocking on people's doors, calling me Jehovah's Witness, that's what she started doing. She started going from door to door. What changed? Love. Love. She would tell me stories. Talk to others about my youth, how, how crazy I was before I became a Christian. I said, Mama, please don't tell them that. <laughs> but that's the way life was. The power of love. You see, God has poured this love in our heart. And you know, you have the ability to love. It's a choice. If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can love. You can forgive. It's a choice. It's a choice. You know, Jesus asked Peter. He said to Peter, Do you love me more than this? You remember that? John 21. Do you love me more than this? Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus went back again. Do you love me, Peter? He says, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus went back again the third time. Do you love me more than this? He says, he was gripped. Lord, you know all things, he said. You know I love you. Why? Can you love without knowing that you love? How could Peter know if he loved Jesus or not? Why would you ask a question like that? It's a choice. Peter has decided he will love Jesus. And that's the difference between Peter and Judah. Peter loved Jesus. He made mistakes, but he loved Jesus. So Jesus asked him, remind him, you still love me. That's the difference. They both did wrong. But Peter genuinely loved Jesus. Yes, he made mistakes, but you know, love never fails. Love cannot fail. He loved Jesus. So he never failed. And with regards to Judah, that was eternal failure. Not just failure on the earth, but eternal failure. It's a choice. Proverbs 23, verse 26, it says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. It's a choice. Son, you give me your heart. If you don't want to, you, you, you won't. It's the same way you love God. God's asking for your heart this morning. God's asking for you to love Him this morning. He's loved you. He gave His Son. He died on the cross. He's wanting you to love Him this morning. Jesus was very clear about the quality of love He wants from us towards Him. In Matthew chapter 10, He says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So it's total love. And he who loves son or daughter more than me, he's not worthy of me. And then he says, he who does not take his cross 
and follow after me is not worthy of me. What does that mean? Take his cross. That's death. Cross symbolizes death. In other words, you're saying, I'm going to love God no matter what. If you can lay your life down for God and he's giving you that, because the Bible says God has poured out his love upon us into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he has given to us. We can love him to that point. We can. It's a choice. And if you have doubt in your heart that you really, whether you really love God that much, ask him. Tell him, God, give me that love that Jesus prayed for in John 17, verse 26. He's prayed to you, God, put that love in me. I want to love you just like Jesus said. And guess what? God will answer. Because that's Jesus' prayer. And his prayer always gets answered. Love will make your life failure-proof. You can't have the love of Christ manifesting in your life fully and fail in life. It's impossible. You know why? Love never fails. The love of God in the man's heart makes you failure-proof. You can't fail. You cannot fail. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he says, And we know that all things, say with me, all things, we know that all things work together for good to what? To those who love God and are called according to His purpose. When you love God, even the troubles that come into your life, they are working for you. Don't cry about them. They are working for you. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Notice, for your good. According to his purpose, not your purpose. You have some purpose that's no good for you. But God works all of those things because you love him. He works all of those things. And when it's all over, I didn't know that that's what you were doing. They all work for your good. You can fail. You really cannot fail. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it makes it very clear to us there. Uh, he says, but as it is written... I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has what? Prepared for those what? Those who love him. You got some incredible things that God has prepared for you if you love him. And when you allow that love to manifest in your life, that's when you will know them. God has prepared some great things. You, know, you read in uh, Matthew chapter, I mean, sorry, um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He talks about, about he prepared a table before me, right? Guess who prepared the table? God himself. Do you want to sit before a table that God prepared? You know what marvelous things will be sitting on that table? 
And then you're sitting right there enjoying yourself. And your enemies are envious. Standing, He prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They can't do anything to you while you enjoy that table. Those who love him. Those who love him. He prepares a table for us. I has not seen, nor have entered into the heart of man. Things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. God has some deep things for your life. Can I hear an amen? God has some deep things for your life. And may he reveal them to you in the name of Jesus. And may God pour into your heart that love of God that Jesus spoke about. Because that love is for you. And is coming into your heart this morning in Jesus' name. Would you say with me, I have the love of God living inside of me. I am failure proof. You can't fail with Jesus in your life. You just cannot fail. It's impossible. God will work all things together for your good. Now, love is the birthplace for wisdom. The love of God is the birthplace for divine wisdom. That changes things in your life, your family life, and everywhere. Love of God is the birthplace for wisdom. You know of Solomon? Solomon, the Bible tells us in First Kings verse three, uh, chapter three, verse three, that Solomon loved the Lord. Solomon just loved God. He was king. He knew about his responsibilities. But there was something in him. He loved God. Not because of David, his father. He just loved God. And because he loved God, there was an opportunity to serve God. And he, he just he went overboard. He went overboard. And because of his love for God. And in that one night where he manifested the love of God in his heart. And God saw just like God did with Abraham. Killed that boy. And God, Abraham raised the knife. And God said, stop. Now I know that you fear God. You love God. The same way when they, Solomon always had the love of God. But this one day he manifested the love of God in the presence of the whole of Israel. And God at night... God said to him, what do you want from me? And you know, because of the love, he had wisdom enough to ask for the right thing. Mm-hmm. He had wisdom. The love of God is the birthplace for wisdom. And Solomon was given wisdom. <laughs> I like to tell people, he wasn't born with that wisdom. It was given to him. And the Bible says, we are Christians, but we don't want to trust God and believe God. God, Jesus is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not the God that was. 
He is the God who is. He is the same God. He hasn't changed. And God doesn't discriminate. There's nobody, everyone is accepted with him. If you fall in the same place as Solomon, you get exactly the same. But let me show you something, what happened with the wisdom of Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29, it says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east. He wasn't born with it. One night it was delivered to him because of the love of God in his heart and all wisdom of Egypt. Now, verse 34 is curious. Let me read this to you. And men of all nations from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Let me show you what's going on. The king has problems. And they're saying, you need to fight. The guy is drawn. He says, hey, uh, you guys take care of business. I need to go to Jerusalem and sit to hear the wisdom of this man. He leaves his kingdom. He, he doesn't care. They just wanted to hear the wisdom that was delivered to Solomon one night. May God deliver that wisdom to you tonight in the name of Jesus. May God make that available to you. His wisdom is the birthplace, the love of God. You remember Joseph? Joseph loved God. Never complained. He says, and God was with Joseph. And Pharaoh said, we don't have anybody in the kingdom like you. With the spirit of God, and we source wisdom, where are we going to find somebody like you to do what you're telling us to do? The wisdom of God is what brings you promotion. Amen? The wisdom of God. That's why the Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing. Number one thing. And you can obtain wisdom by loving God. It's the birthplace. I'm going to stop here today. I have a lot that I want to share, but I got to stop. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord to this morning, every one of you? And let God, please stand up, everybody, stand up. What I'm asking from every one of you this morning is this. I know without a doubt that God is real. I've seen him. I've seen a lot of things by the grace of God. And yet, I still recognize as humans, I tend to forget these things. I have to remind myself. But this is one thing I'm asking you to do. Get serious with God. Stop playing games. It's too dangerous to play games. Too dangerous. You know, anything can happen at any time. You don't want to be playing games with God and something happens, you go to the other side. You don't want to do that. 
because you will regret it for eternity. There is no greater pain than to be in hell with the devil knowing you could have made it, but you played the game a little too long. In my life and your life, we don't want to play games. I want every one of you, as a servant of God, I'll tell you this. I mean everything I'm saying. Don't play games with him. He knows when you're playing games. He knows when you are double-minded. And I'm saying, I don't want to be double-minded. I know I can't love God. I don't have the ability. But he can love God through me. Amen? That's what Jesus said. He, He prayed that prayer in John 17, knowing we don't have what it takes. So he's asking his father that the love with which you love me, because we have to love Jesus, right? The love with which you love me may be in them. He prayed that. And I want to pray that prayer with Jesus. Are we in agreement? I want to agree with Jesus in that prayer. And when you say a word to God, believe me, it's eternal. Because it's written up there in heaven. And God never forgets. Even the silly words we say is recorded. But when you pray a prayer like this, forever is known in heaven and your life could totally change. Let's stop playing games with God. There are a lot of people playing games, but you know, the way to God is narrow. Few people find that. And I want to believe that everyone that I'm looking at this morning, you are one of the few. Agree with me today, okay? This is not a game for me. This is not being a pastor for me. This is serious business. I need you to agree with me today. I'm going to be part of that narrow way. I'm, part, I'm walking on that path. Everyone in agreement today? Everyone in agreement today? God is with us here because he promised when they gather, I am there in the midst of them. Yes, you may be struggling, but today the death of that struggle has come. Can I hear amen? The death of that struggle has come. So believe God. It's all by faith. Believe God with me today. I know what miracles are. I've seen them. Today, God will start a miracle in your life. And that thing that you struggled with will begin to die today. Because Jesus has cursed that tree. Amen? And that tree will wither away in a few days. Would you lift your hand up to the Lord this morning and tell him, God, fill me with that love. Fill me with that love. The love for Jesus. The love for Jesus. The love that the Father had in him. I want that love. I want that love in me. Today, no more games. I will serve you with all of my heart. No more games. Blessed Holy Spirit. The Father sent you to us to be our helper. You are the helper. We need you right now. We are your servants, O God. 
We need you right now. Fill our hearts with the love for God that transforms a man. For everyone who has lost his or our first love, may that love be restored today because it is important to you that we love you continually with our first love. We don't want you having anything against us. We want to love you with the love of God in our hearts and you in our hearts. Bless your children this morning. Every single one of them. As your hands are raised and your hearts raised towards you. Bless and hear us, O God, from heaven. According to your word, you promise you'll hear. Let every life be transformed today to your glory. Thank you, Father, for your love. Say with me. And please say it to your meaning. Sometimes we say, say this. This is not like, again, it's yours. Because what you say from your mouth, life and death are in the power of the tongue. When you say it, the power comes in. For good or evil. But this time is good. Say it with me. I have the love of God in me right now because I asked. I'm going to back that with scripture. Matthew 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. Verse 10 of verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who asks, receives. Did you receive this morning? You really believe you received? Well now, turn around, show your love, okay? Turn around, show your love to one another. God bless you. Uh, Prayer partners, we already have one.